The Google Podcast app is going away in April. Right now, I want you to take a look at the podcast app you're using right now. Maybe it's time for a new one. Check out podcastapps.com and try a new one for free right now. That's podcastapps.com. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now, here's your host, Jenny B. Hello, and welcome to the show. Where do you get your news? If you're like many of us, you get your news from social media because it's easy to check your phone, your laptop, wherever you get your information and scroll to see what's going on in the world. Now, what's interesting about social media is that Unless you're following trusted news sources, such as radio stations, TV stations, newspapers, you're not quite sure that the news you are reading is accurate. Now, if you want the good news, the real news, you want to know the facts about what's going on in the world, Your best sources are to actually watch the news, listen to the news stations, read the newspaper. Now, of course, there are personalities, newscasters, etc., who deliver the news, write the articles, and offer their own perspective on what's going on. But the information that you are getting is as factual as it can be, given how much time and energy goes into researching and making sure that the resources are actually true and factual. One of my favorite things to do, actually, for my husband and I, is we like to start the day with CTV Morning Live, and we like to end the day by watching CTV news. So we've been we've been watching CTV now for oh my goodness um I I can't even remember how many years. But it's something we do first thing in the morning we grab our coffee and we're watching the news. Great way to start our day. And one of my favorite I want I, I don't know if I want to call it newscaster personality maybe a little bit of both is my guest today. Her name is Nicole Dubay, and she is going to share her experience working as a journalist. She has over 20 years experience as a journalist and 10 years working at CTV. Please help me welcome Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me, Jenny. Oh, you're welcome. Um, And I'm honored that you are here to 
have a conversation with me about your experience working in journalism and also uh, CTV Morning Live. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's been an exciting little stretch for myself because uh, I recently closed that that chapter and it was, yeah, it's it's a little bit weird for me to, to now be on, I, I, I call it the other side of what was the the most gratifying time with with CTV news and and doing journalism in so many various forms over the last 20 years. So I'm excited to now be available to join you uh, on your podcast. Wonderful. And I can't wait to hear more about this new venture of yours. But, you know, I want to perhaps find out what made you decide to get into journalism in the first place? Oh, I I had such a fortunate opportunity when I was a senior in high school. Uh, I grew up in Southern Ontario, so hi to anyone from Southern Ontario and Hamilton. And I, I played lots of sports, Jenny, and I, and I had a coach who happened to work at the Hamilton Spectator, one of, one of, one of our country's biggest newspapers. And um, I was working on a project and I, I really loved chatting with him about literature. And uh, I said, oh, I'd, would you like to be a speaker in my classroom? I have this big end of year project and I'd love for you to be a part of it. And he was so gung ho. I'm like, I'll interview you in my classroom and we'll, we'll talk literature and, and, and how to write compelling stories because he's a journalist. And uh, not only was it a great, easy you know, assignment for me to do, have someone else come in and make me look good. When it ended, he not only enjoyed it so much, he said, you know, you, you ask great questions. We actually have co-op students. We welcome, you know, one or two high school students a, a semester into the newsroom of the Hamilton Spectator. He's, he said, if you'd like to apply, you know, I can help you with that application process. Anyways, I, I landed myself as a high school senior in the newsroom of the Hamilton Spectator, really not having had any true introduction to, to news or journalism other than the fact that I knew what my parents read. I knew it was in our house. I knew it was on our radio stations or, or, you know, on TV in the evening. And I was sucked in and hooked instantly. I, I even, I was even published because I, I don't know. I think from a young age, I was always somewhat okay being a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit nervous if I was excited about trying something new. So it, it wasn't lost on me, even, you know, at 18 years old, this is a cool place to be. And if they're going to give me a chance to, you know, try my hand at writing an article for a newspaper, yeah, I'm going to take it. And I had eight articles published and, and the rest is history. That, that's what I used to get into journalism school. I went to um, Ryerson, which is now uh, Toronto Metropolitan University in Toronto. And it's, it's been in my blood ever since. That's amazing. Well, congratulations on on such an achievement as a, <laughs> in, as a at a young age as well, and and having you know eight articles published. So that's wonderful. And the naivete served me, though. I think it's like you don't you don't realize how how formative some opportunities can be. And I think being young and naive and being willing to just give it a go, because I can look back now on my entire twenties and be like, oh. When you don't really know, when you don't overthink something and you just try, it's so neat when you can look back and be like, oh, I did that. (laughs) I know. And it's quite an accomplishment. You know, I remember myself when I was in high school, I was all set to go to the University of Manitoba. I was going to be a teacher. 
And I can't even remember why I switched gears, but I went to Red River College and uh, I went into the creative communications program. And, you know, that's where, you know, not only journalism, but, you know, marketing and PR and communications and, you know, radio and TV and all the rest of it. And, and from that moment on, I, I was hooked. And uh, so I, I can understand how you felt, you know, as a, as a, you know, teenager or, or young adult and being so excited about being introduced into this world of, oh my goodness, I don't know what the, what this is, but I, I'm excited and I want to try it. And, and here you are. Yeah. It, and it goes so fast. That's the thing for, with anyone who's, you know, in that communications journalism field, it's an everyday deadline you know, Monday to Friday, or I work weekends, most of my 20s. And that everyday deadline just kind of propels you day after day after day. And next thing you know, you're like, whoa, has it, has it been that long? Was it was it that long ago? I, I think back to it. And I was, I'm like, I was just a kid when I did that. But when you let your curiosity guide you, clearly for your pivot, you know, or, or when you decided to change degrees, you had a curiosity that just needed to be ex- explored. And, and that's kind of where some of the best opportunities lead us when we let ourselves be curious. Absolutely. And not just being curious, but being willing to take risks and try something new because same old, same old is comforting. And, you know, everybody talks about being in that comfort zone, but when you dare to step out and think to yourself, well, I, I'm not sure what I'm doing. I'm not sure where this is going to go. But you know what? If I don't do it, I might regret it. And so you take that leap of faith and you think, okay, well, let's see how it goes. And if it works out great, and if it doesn't, well, I'll try something else. I feel like I'm hearing myself talk right now through you. <laughs> that, is, that is so <laughs> accurate and the exact headspace that I've been in for quite a, quite a little, little bit of time right now, but yeah, we, you know, as cliched as it is, we only have one life. We only have one life. And when, when there's a a pull to, to try something different or explore something different that you can't quite satiate and, and uh, yeah, you keep, you keep looking the other, other way, wondering and wondering at some point you have to really just look straight at, okay, what's in front of me? What's the decision that I feel I'm, I'm having to make at this point. And no matter what, we don't, we don't ever make the wrong decision. I, um, I interviewed Jim tree living. Uh, he is Mr. Boston pizza, the man who founded Boston pizza. He's from small town, Manitoba. I, I didn't know that either. And yeah. And he, he said, there's no, you know, or, or, or in, in our conversation, it, we agreed on the fact that there's no such thing as, as, as losing or wrong decisions. There's winning and then there's learning. And if, if you adopt that, oh, you take a lot of stress out of your life, let me tell you. You know, and it's about life lessons. And, and you know, I've always told my kids, uh, even myself, you know, I'm always learning. I'm always, okay, that didn't work or I made that mistake or, uh, well, not even a mistake, but it's like, okay, that didn't work out. So what can I do differently? And and it's learning how to, first of all, accept that, you know, maybe something didn't work out instead of kind of crying and, and thinking, oh my God, you know, what do I do now? You, you just pick up and move on. You know, there's a, there's a song, I, I can't remember, maybe it's from the 20s, but it's, uh, 
when you fall, it's pick yourself up, dust yourself off and start all over again. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I look back, you know, of course, everything is, is retrospective, you know, and I've done a, a lot of self-reflecting in the last couple of years. Actually, I was joking that, you know, if, if you're not reevaluating during the pandemic, this uh, the last couple of years, you know, if you're not reevaluating your life choices, are you even pandemicking? Because I feel like it was such an affront to all our senses. And um, I definitely, you know, went through kind of those dark moments wondering, is is this, is what, you know, what is my life? And, and is this, is this it, you know, really, really like those existential questions uh, started to, to come through. But when it comes to the hard stuff, kind of that radical acceptance of, okay, this is hard and, and, or, okay, yeah, you know, what, I'm going to give myself, you know, a, a beat here to, to cry and feel overwhelmed. Um, but I'm not going to live in that space. I'm, I'm going to acknowledge it. Like this is, you know, things are changing or where, wherever anyone's at or wherever I've been at. I've always been pretty good at acknowledging the feelings of overwhelm. Uh, but it's only been in the last few years that I really recognize the grace that lives in being okay with that, but moving back into a, a more productive, I guess, state of mind. And that's not to like gaslight ourselves and say we're only valuable if we're doing something or moving forward. It was more that, okay, that staying stuck in a, in a, in a questioning state or, or feeling a little low, how does that serve me? Because mo most oftentimes it doesn't. But if it's an emotion, we have to kind of move through our body. Like we need to allow that, that space and then come back to, okay, what action will serve me for my, my highest good or the direction I want to move in? Because I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's spring or almost summer, but there, it, there's like change in the air. I, I don't think I'm the only one who's gone through a big life change so for anyone or you know if, if you if, if you have or if anyone listening has like the other epiphany i had recently was how often in life do we really get to change like truly be in transition graduating from school for sure starting a career uh, especially in your 20s we might change careers a lot and then we kind of settle in or or maybe, maybe you don't settle in and maybe change has been a theme for you. And I'm, I'm a big believer that it's guiding you, right? Like you'll, you'll keep being nudged into the direction you're supposed to go in. But, you know, aside from a few major milestones in our lives, when you, when you make a career change or something, you know, when you make a change after 10 years, I, I can't think of the last time other than maybe becoming a parent, you know, when my daughter was born that I truly felt this vulnerable being in this field of like, I don't know kind of what's coming. And by field, I'm not talking like a, a career field. I'm speaking of like the, the space in my life right now of unknown and also though unlimited possibility. So while I am scared and it's uncomfortable, I, I also acknowledge there is so much excitement in where where I'm going to go with this. And I love hearing about your journey of discovery, of thinking about where do I go from here? Do I need to take that leap of faith, as I mentioned, and, and make those changes for myself? And it gets to a point where I think we are 
so comfortable, perhaps maybe comfortable isn't the right word, but we are so used to doing what we're doing and we're so good at it that even though it is exciting at times, I mean, with anything that you're doing in life, if you're doing the same thing over and over again, it can be a little mundane sometimes and it isn't as exciting as it once was, even though you may be covering, you know, exciting news, etc. But at some point, you have to sort of reevaluate your life and think, okay, is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? Or is there something else out for me? And sometimes we don't know what what is out there. And you were talking about being scared and yet excited at the same time. Well, I think that is the best combination. Because you're scared and and rightfully so, because you know, when I started into podcasting, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where this is gonna go, but I'm gonna give it a shot. And and you have to take those risks. You have to take those chances of discovering what's next for Nicole. Where is Nicole gonna be going? What am I gonna be doing now for the next 10 years or perhaps the next 20 years? Or or maybe I'll try it and if it doesn't work out, then I'll try something else. And I think it's wonderful that you have taken that moment to reflect and think, what what can I do to add more value to my life? And not to say that what you weren't what you were doing wasn't valuable, because of course you absolutely and and I you know I I'm not just speaking for myself, but I'm speaking for all the loyal listeners out there who watched you every morning on CTV, Morning Live. And I loved the synergy that you had with Rochelle and just, you know, Ainsley and just the whole team. You know, it 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 was fun, it was educational, we were learning so much, and and it was something that we were looking forward to. And I, as I mentioned, my husband and I, every morning we would, you know, tune in and we'd watch the whole, like the whole three hours, like from six to nine, right? <laughs> because it, it was, it was just, uh, it was, you know, just a wonderful way to start our day. And I, I really valued what you and your team um, were able to share with us. And I just want to say thank you for everything that you've done in your capacity as a newscaster or what would you call, what would you call your yourself on CTV? My role? I was, yeah, I was, I was the host, you know, host and, and um, anchor. Thank you for saying that. That is so kind, Jenny, honestly, like I receive that. That means so much because when you're, we wake up at three in the morning, the whole team, we're all in, we all start in the newsroom at, at 4am. Look, I, it's still <laughs> such a fresh departure. I speak in like present tense still, <laughs> still getting used to kind of where I'm at now. But no, I, I, I have to say, I loved love still, because it still feels more, my identity still there than, than, you know, kind of what I'm building out right now. But it's the best job I I've been saying to anyone. I, I truly have at the time had uh, what I felt was 
the best job in media in our province, let alone the country, because it was my dream job. As soon as I entered journalism, it was, okay, I'm going to be Katie Couric. I'm going to be Oprah Winfrey. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, go as big with this dream as I possibly can, because this is just such a, a rush. And I, I still can't believe that, yeah, I, I hosted a three hour morning news show with, you know, within, uh, it, it was network news. It, it, it was one of the biggest media companies. It's still kind of a wild to say that. Um, so I, why did I leave? I'm sure that's a question. Um, even I ask myself, <laughs> I love the job. I love the job, but I so appreciate the way you said, you know, how I wanted to f- add more value uh, to my life. And, and this is the funny thing about the news industry and, and anyone who wants to get into it, it really is all consuming. Lots of changes are happening in it because I don't think that all consuming approach to news coverage for the the one man band journalist um, is going to be sustainable. I think we're seeing some burnout and that's, you know, talk to anyone who's who's been a reporter, like a true reporter. It's you're constantly managing burnout because deadlines are deadlines. But Anyways, I digress. I I wasn't the best job. It was the only job I've ever wanted. Why would I walk away from that? But as I, you know, hinted during the pandemic, I just really started self-reflecting on how do I want to feel every day? I know how great I feel in the job, but outside the job, I'm I'm tired. You know, my family's getting busier. I don't necessarily need to see them more, uh, but I do want to have energy for the time I am with my friends and family. And so I, I was noticing that, of, of course, every feeling we have was heightened and magnified throughout the pandemic in those last two years. So those feelings that I had managed to cope with for so long were just magnified of outside of work. I'm just, I don't feel like I can give to my friends, my family, for the things I care about, the same amount of energy as I'm giving to a job that I'm so passionate about. The 3 a.m. alarms were were very hard. None, no one who works in in you know early morning hours or shift work. I, I don't think anyone who does it doesn't matter the job, uh, let alone if it's in media or not. But if you wake up in the middle of the night, in the middle of your like proper circadian rhythm REM sleep, it is it is a painful feeling. That wake up, no matter how many years I did it, that wake up never got easier. People always ask, so then how do you you do this? I just got so tight with my routine. Like we're talking down to the minute. I knew exactly how many minutes I needed to, to brush my teeth, get dressed and get out the door and exactly how many minutes I needed to read through the news wires, uh, prep for my guests, voice radio, like my, the, my day, the first 12 hours of my day was so tightly planned. And believe it or not, that gave me freedom. You know, by having everything blocked out in my routine, I kind of automated and was able to get into like an autopilot just to get through my day. I, I started to realize like, wow, I'm, I'm in such I function in such tight time windows that I'm not feeling the flexibility. And then in the pandemic, everyone gets flexibility. I see, you know, industries that, that would never have done remote work are now changing the game. My husband's industry being one of them. So I see our family becoming more flexible and me becoming even more regimented just to cope through 
the stress of, of everything. Anyways, without going into all of those, <laughs> those details, that question of, okay, how do I want to feel in all areas of my life? Because I was noticing that if work wasn't, if work was really draining, I was even more drained outside of work, even though I loved the job. So I had to really ask myself after a 20 year career, uh, at this point it was 18 years. This is when, you know, I started thinking about it all. Who am I if I'm not this journalist, this, this newswoman? Cause there's no other job I would want, Jenny. That was the truth. Like I'm in Manitoba's home in media. I had landed the job that I, I don't even, I didn't even call it a job. Some days were work, but for the most part, it was my identity. So who am I? And when I started to allow myself to disconnect, I guess, my, my value, my, my self value from my work and job title, that began this process of, okay, if I, if it's not about a job title, what are my skills and what can I do? Because I, for many people, I'm sure we associate our value or our identity with the work we do and, and, you know, our employer. And so that was a process. It, it took time. It took time to really navigate for the first time in, you know, at that point, 18 years, what else would I do if it's not this? And that was a, that was a big question for me to have to sit with. It's interesting to hear the process that you went through in, in terms of, first of all, identity, identifying, where do I go from here? You know, who am I? You know, am I, am I my identity and my profession? And what can I do? And I think about in a sense that even though you're far from being close to retirement age, it's when you are retiring, you know, it's like, okay, I've been working now for X number of years. What do I do next? You know, who am I? And it's taking that time to discover, first of all, you know, who am I outside of what was my job or my identity and where can I go from here? And what skills can I transfer from what I was doing into this life? Or do I need to develop a new set of skills? And so your reflection, and what's interesting about this too, is that sometimes we think we need that, you know, epiphany, that aha moment. It's like, oh my goodness, um, I just had this dream or I had this moment where my life has changed forever and I need to, I need to follow this path. But really, it's small moments over time that, you know, it's like a, it's like a snowball, you know, it's a snowball rolling, rolling down the hill. Now it's this big boulder, <laughs> you know, and you're faced with this big boulder and it's like, okay, do I continue rolling down that hill or do I say, you know what, I think I'm good with where it is right now. And I'm really glad that you recognized that this was a time for you to perhaps transition into what is next for Nicole. And I, I can't wait to hear more about what your, your, your next, next best version of your life. So tell us about your new venture. 
Well, thank you, thank you for for saying this next version because I we're, there's so many versions of ourselves, right? Like it's so nice to be able to say, oh, I'm just this and I do this, but I really allowed myself to do exactly what you said, which was okay. What are what are my skill sets? What am I passionate about? How can I take what I know, align it with you know personal values as well as work values? and find something that's going to light me up in the same way. And how do you top the, you, you, a dream job, right? That's not easy to, to explore. So I, I really, I just started having some great conversations with, with different people about my skill sets. And what, what became very clear to me is communication, quality communication, helping people articulate themselves you know, I've always been that person that people have turned to and like, how do I say this? Or how do I go? I, I need to like condense my, this thought. I, I've, I, that's like my favorite question. If anyone ever said, ah, I, I'm struggling at this sentence or I got to draft this email or anything about language and communication, 100%, I'm, I'm in, I, I know I'm in that, that field that, came very naturally to me. I, I can look back even further as a kid and caught myself in, in you know, presentation mode or helping uh, like anything, writing or communication and, and, and storytelling for sure. Uh, some of the greatest, uh, proudest things I've done as a journalist has, has just been a few stories that um, I just look back and I'm like, oh, I can watch that story, you know, 5,000 times and, and and I'll still love every minute of it. But what am I doing? Yes. So I've sat across from a lot of fascinating people. I'm so fortunate to have, you know, as the host of the show, we, we had so many guests on CTV Morning Live and interviews that were so engaging. You know, I'm not, I'm that analytical mind of uh, what made that, what made that, what made that great? What made that interview great? Why why did this other interview that I thought was so, so well done, why wasn't that one great? And I'm that person that would, would watch back tape and footage and, and look at like, where did, where did my line of questioning go? Or, oh, you know, where did this guest perhaps miss that opportunity to like, you know, I, I teed them up for, for a great moment and, oh, it, it didn't quite land how I was planning in my head for this to land. A couple years ago, I had a friend who said, oh, you know what I did today? Speaking of like these aha moments, it wasn't quite an aha moment, as you say, but it planted a little seed. My friend goes, you know what we did today? We did media training for whole office. They, they every few years go through what it's, it's an actual thing you can do. You can have someone train you to understand the media, engage with the media, pitch the media. And she's the one who said, oh, the whole time I was thinking how great you'd be at this, Nicole. So this is a couple years ago, she says it. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. Don't think much of it. And then as I was going through my, you know, my thought process of I'm feeling, I'm feeling a curiosity, I'm feeling a pivot. I don't know what it is, but what are some of the things that I'm curious about? Media training popped back into my mind. Okay, well, what does that look like? Long story short, it led me to several conversations with the most brilliant people who do all sorts of phenomenal work in communications and PR and, and storytelling. And over the last year, because it's been a full year, 
I came to the realization that I want to launch my own business. So that's what I'm doing. I'm leaving journalism. I'm now an entrepreneur, which is the scariest thing. And I'm having to get used to saying the word clients instead of, you know, the guests that I interview. But my business is, it's called Dubai Media. Uh, I'm this close to having my website ready to go. We're just putting some finishing touches on on layout and whatnot. But Dubai Media is all about kind of three main things, Jenny. We, I, I say we, but that's because I've been working with the web team, but it's it's me. <laughs> I I want to help people with with any media training that they may need, whether that's for by nature of their role or their work. It's it's something that they want to brush up their skills on. Or perhaps an author or maybe a small business owner or maybe they're you know an expert in their field and they want to actually learn how to pitch the media and land you know across from a morning show host and and figure out how they go about getting those opportunities because they truly have something of value that the world needs to hear about so pitch training helping individuals understand what pitching the media looks like landing those opportunities and lastly, I also want to help anyone with presentation coaching. I've done a lot of MC work and panel hosting and keynote speaking. And so helping anyone who might want to brush up on their communication skills, presentation skills, whether it's an internal thing for their office or, or clients or stakeholders or shareholders, or maybe it is um, a big event, keynote speaking, being a podcast guest, or, or maybe, you know, trying to launch a podcast for anyone who might need help on that side. I'm basically taking any and all skills I have, Jenny, and I'm, I'm throwing them out there saying, let me help you. I have to say my, my why behind all of this um, is because two things. I want to add value to my life. I want to help more people. Um, I definitely need to get more sleep. So <laughs> getting off those morning hours, exploring the world outside of a newsroom was really what my curiosity was over the last few years was what would my life feel like if I wasn't in a newsroom? I'd, I'd been a career journalist at that point. The curiosity for how life can feel outside of it was just, I couldn't ignore it anymore. But ultimately, I realized that I have a core value of unity and I have seen how divisive sometimes stories can feel and how where we're at today with maybe it's politics maybe it's just our conversations and opinions all of it magnified through social media i would always feel this this feeling in my stomach of ooh this this is not bringing us any closer to understanding each other and as a journalist we've always strived to show different perspectives but what's the point of those perspectives if people aren't listening? So if I in any way can use my skills to help us present our perspectives in a way that will help someone actually listen, then that is what I want to leave in the world is we all have something here and we all are actually more united than we are of different views and values. We may not always agree, but there is things that, that, that unify us. And if I can help us, anyone for that matter, 
communicate their perspective in a way that might land a little stronger, that might make just one more person pause for half a minute longer and really absorb it through, through how they present it. I will never tire of doing that work. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now let's get back to the show. And I think now more than ever is, is so important that we, first of all, know how to present ourselves because we may have the best ideas and the something that the world needs to hear. But if no one's listening, if we don't know how to present ourselves and if we're not comfortable in front of a camera, in front of a crowd, you know, there, there's that saying that, um, you know, people would rather die than speak in public. Well, I'm, it's not quite that quote, but, but yeah, they, people are scared of public speaking because there are so many fears of being judged about maybe saying the wrong thing about, you know, the deer in the headlights, you know, my mind went blank and I can't remember what I'm saying. And so rather than put themselves through that, they would rather not do it. And, and so having someone like yourself offering the opportunity for media training to give them a chance to really work on their presentation skills and at the same time, give them that confidence that they have a voice and they can share that with the world. And with media training, you know, some people may think, well, it's learning how to talk to the media. Well, yes, that, that is important because, you know, when you're a guest on, you know, a morning show, you have maybe three minutes to tell your story, make sure that people understand exactly what you need to say, because I've been a guest on CTV Morning Live and I'm told I have three minutes. Okay. So what can I say in that three minutes that gets my point across? And, and for me, it's, it's been years of practice, of course, but if you don't have that opportunity to do that, you, we need you, Nicole, in our corner to offer us the ability to, okay, what are those sound bites? What are those key, key points that you need to say? You know, what is your message? What is your why? What, what do you need to say? Because we tend to over explain. You know, we tend to share too much 
versus the less is more kind of concept, give me the highlights. You know, storytelling is great, but sometimes we just need, just give me the facts, give me the, give me the info that I need. And then if it's interesting enough to me, I'm going to follow up with you and find out more about that story and then, and then tell me that story, but hook me in, get me interested enough that I want to know more. And, and I'm so, I'm so excited to watch you develop your company and have that vision of that helping people, making a difference, exploring the world, adding value, not just value to yourself, but adding value to everyone who is able to become a better version of themselves, a a more confident version, a better speaker, a more confident speaker. And that is such a valuable commodity because there are so many of us that we struggle and we need that we need that guidance we need someone that is going to believe in us and tell us that yes you can do this and 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 that is you and that and that is something that is so wonderful to hear and and i'm so excited for you you are too kind, Jenny. Oh my goodness. I bet your students just love working with you because you also have this like, first of all, your voice is like butter. My voice is like morning, like groggy man voice over here, but you're so smooth. I can tell that like, you get it too. You know, it's, it's, we all have, we all have a voice, you know, we, we all love sharing. Um, there's in a three minute interview, you are, you are, you, you, you nailed it like that. It's so short. However, you can you can maximize that, and it and it goes by in a blink of an eye. But at the same time, you you can leave an, enough in that for people wanting more, you know, to come back for more and more. And and yeah, you, you, you know, I agree with what you said. It's not it's not who has the best idea or or the best point to make. You know, that's not what's important what stands out in a crowd or in a room or in a conversation is who can communicate their idea the best, who can communicate that point in a way that resonates. And um, there's so many great perspectives in the world, but as, as we've all seen, you know, on, on social media, even on, you know, some of the big American 24 hour news channels, you, you see different perspectives and they're yelling at each other. And okay, th- does this make for captivating TV? I, I don't know. I, I've seen, you know, w- we've heard that those, some of those news networks are, are, are really struggling with an audience and, and people are tired of watching people either yell at each other or, you know, read in comment sections online. Just the, the divisiveness I, I feel is, is at an all time high. And I know that I have just felt too many times over the last little while, even before the pandemic, you know, like, oh, how can we as a society, I know this, this is like the greater, you know, Nicole talking here, like when I observe just broadly, I'm like, wow, we really are, you know, at each other's throats. And this is not moving us forward in any way. So that's, 
that's kind of like the, the big emotion that that propels me forward to help on even just my micro level, you know, one person at a time in, in any way, just, you know, we we all have stuff worth sharing. And if I can help a few more people kind of light up and and present themselves, whether it's whether whether they're in media, like wanting to land in media or maybe by just virtue of, of what they do, they don't necessarily welcome a microphone or, or journalist in their face, but they, they have to because they're, they're in that type of role, you know, how to make it a more enjoyable process. And, and there is something about presenting yourself, even when you're shy or nervous or scared. It doesn't take much um, to really find a way to be, as I said earlier, comfortable in your discomfort because holding back something that can a perspective that I feel the world would need holding that back how does that how does that serve you how does that serve your mission um it probably doesn't so if you need any help in kind of excavating those communication blocks let me be let me be your girl because I'm so passionate about this and I can tell I can hear the passion in your voice and and you are lit up because you're you're in your zone of genius. You are following that path. You are taking your talents and your strengths and your experience and you're turning it into something that is that gives you purpose. You know, and I think about when you were talking about the divisiveness and the fact that some of us are are floundering a little bit and and even those in the media and you were talking about you know there's the yelling and the the shouting and the you know the the disrespect that i see and 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 it's because they they perhaps don't have a purpose you know they they may be losing their sense of purpose uh or they're floundering and they don't know what to and they need help but they don't know how to ask for the help and listening to you, I, I think about the fact that we need more connections. We need to connect not only with ourselves, but also with others. And one of my favorite authors, Brené Brown, talks about empathy. That if we had more empathy, that we could see the world through someone else's eyes instead of being quick to judge or to dismiss or to devalue the world, I think would be a much better place, a healthier place, uh, a kinder, more peaceful. And then we can get down to the business of sharing ourselves, telling those stories, making sure that we know who our audience is, you know, because a lot of times, we don't know who our audience is. And so the message doesn't get across. And, you know, I, I tell my students, I ask them, what is the most important piece of your presentation? And, you know, they give me all kinds of answers. And I say, it's your audience. Because if you didn't have an audience, you wouldn't be doing a presentation. You wouldn't be doing a speech. You wouldn't be on the radio. You wouldn't be on TV. Because if no one's listening, if no one's watching, then what are you doing? And, and so it's really understanding 
all of that. It's, it's not just communication. It's not just talking. You mentioned about listening. You know, listening is a form of, of communication. Um, a lot of us, we, 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 we listen to talk. You know, it's like, ooh, I can't wait to jump in and, and share my viewpoint on what you just said versus I'm listening and then I can ask you a follow-up question. Oh, so tell me more about whatever it is. So we're having a conversation versus I can't wait to share my thoughts before you even finished saying yours. And and so I, I just I just think that all of this is what we need and and perhaps we don't know how to get to that point. And so again, this is something that you are offering that is so valuable, so so needed, especially now more than ever, giving those giving us those opportunities where we can really shine and help us develop what our purpose is. I, I hope so. I, I, I certainly hope so. But yeah, you know, it's it, when, when there is an audience, uh, you know, I'm a believer in wanting to impart as much value for that audience, because that is what that is what they want. I think we've all read enough memes and or, or, or you know, motivational sayings like be your authentic self. OK, yes, be you. I think I've also read a saying, you know, be yourself and, and, and people will, will come back for more, something along those lines. The truth is, is they come back for value. And I kid you not, there is so much more value in a space where people can be themselves. If they can be themselves around you, they'll come back for that space. If they can truly share with an attentive ear I think that's such a gift you can give to someone. How, think about it. Like how often, how many people do you have in your life that truly listen? I'm, I, and I mean like listening for the simple offer of, I won't speak. I'm going to be the person that you can just say what you want. And this isn't going to be about me jumping in with advice you know, we have to tame our advice monsters sometimes too, because I think we're all real good at being like, we'll do this, do that. Do that. No, I'm not asking for advice. This is a listening conversation. And the few times I've allowed my advice monster to have a break and just hold space for someone to just share with the only thing I follow up with is by just saying, sounds like you're going through a really hard time or just, wow, thank you for for letting me know about that. I, I, I didn't know. That's it. Full stop. Um, but as journalists, we want those follow-up questions. And I, I think we've also all read somewhere, you know, you let someone know you're listening when you repeat back, you know, kind of the last thing they've said. No, that's, you're not listening. You're, you're literally just waiting for the sentence that you're going to repeat back. Like, let's be honest. Listening is like, listening is understanding. When you are really listening to someone and you're listening to understand what you're saying. You know, I've had my list of follow-up questions and live interviews, and I don't even have to reference them when in a place of understanding. Now, if it's a politician, you bet I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to ask them the tough questions, Jenny, because <laughs> that's my job, right? That's our job as journalists and as and interviewers, you know, there's a time and place to truly just go, you know, I'm going to slam out some questions because People need answers. And in, in that case, you know, different scenario. But coming back to the 
if you know if you don't know the audience at minimum know what the objective is in the conversation is it to just listen or is it to impart value um or in some cases as as journalists is it to really excavate and get the clip or the quote and that is noble work as well yep know when and where and you're right it is to again connect with someone and you you do need someone that is going to listen and not to offer advice or to impose solutions or what have you you know i i i refer to those as uh, roadblocks to communication because it stops the conversation versus knowing that you are listening and not just verbally but non-verbals i mean you know eye contact nodding facial expressions the body language are you leaning in or are you sitting back and your arms are crossed you know what is what are you conveying to the person who is speaking to you or or who you are having a conversation with and so it's it's everything it's it's really being invested in i'm here i'm ready to listen and i value what you have to say and that is such an important feeling i mean it gives the other person that feeling that they are important, that they are being seen, heard, and valued. And that is such a wonderful feeling. It, it does feel good, right? When you have someone who you know, oh, they're going to listen no matter what, no matter what version of, of Nicole I'm at in this exact moment, whether I'm venting or have like a crazy idea or you know something really awkward just happened and someone is really rude to me and what did I do ever, you know? To, to be able to have someone who, who no matter what, will listen to you. And you know what's even more beautiful is with, if that person um, is, is different than you. You know, one of my best friends, um, we have very different views on maybe the world or, or maybe our politics or maybe, um, you know, how we'd approach things. But the best, the, the reason we're, we're best friends is because that person isn't going to, you know, cancel me or I'm not going to cancel them because we actually uh, have very divergent viewpoints. In fact, that is a human who I value even more because I'm always imparted with, oh, I didn't see it that way. I understand more deeply now that view. But every time we have, you know, one of those more complex, nuanced conversations, we both leave with understanding the nuances even more because life is nuanced. It, it is, there is so much more gray out there than kind of the black and white perspectives that sometimes we are fed in media. I mean, let me tell you, you know, you, you get your story assignment and okay, get, get both sides. Well, that imparts that there's only two. There's, there's so much more out there than both sides. And so when you have someone in your life who is able to have a mature, safe conversation where you can explain a view and then they just go about explaining their view, but you know that there are unifying values. You just come at it from different perspectives. That to me is where we need to start moving again. Um, that respectful dialogue. Um, look, we're, we're getting into like a whole realm now of, <laughs> of other reasons and otherwise, <laughs> but 
Yeah. Um, Brene Brown, she's just so brilliant, isn't she? In, in, in helping us kind of tap into where all these feelings come from that we have. And we are so nuanced as humans. And I'm all about bringing back way more nuance. I agree. And what, what uh, Brené Brown also offers is the idea of being vulnerable and imperfect and really lean into being imperfect. Because I've always said there's nothing is, nothing is perfect in life. And I think it's those little imperfections that actually, and you refer to them as sort of nuances, but the nuances, the imperfections, the, uh, you know, the, the quirks, the idiosyncrasies, you know, these are all the little things that really make each of us so unique and special. And, and we can enjoy that in each other because if we were all the same, life would be pretty boring. Bingo. Totally. You know, I, I've had moments in the newsroom where, uh, again, we're listening to a story or we're having like an engaging, you know, conversation of, I don't like what they, this politician said, or I don't like this, you know, person or, or, but, but they have to see it this way or that way. And I've caught myself again, kind of being in the middle. Cause I'm like, but then there's also this. And so for a while, it kind of made me look like the weirdo who wasn't taking sides and, and event, you know, it took, it took some time for, for colleagues and, and even myself to come up with that realization that I, I can see it all. I can hold, you know, my little teeny kind of quirk flaw that I was made to feel weird ended up being kind of the superpower, which was I, I hold space for more than just the easy opinion or the, the easy thought or, or maybe the low hanging fruit narrative. You know, I can see that there's more to it. Um, even if that puts me in an uncomfortable position in circles where, you know, things like to be black and white or there's A and B and, and, and that's it. Well, maybe there's, you know, D, E, what you, all the letters of the alphabet, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's a vulnerable place for, for me to have to be in. And um, you're, you're, you're so right, Jenny, like allowing ourselves to know when we're feeling vulnerable. I'm exhibit A now that I'm entering entrepreneurship and leaving a familiar very amazing career. Um, I could have sat in that chair for years. Absolutely. I could have stayed in that comfort zone. I was in flow. Let me tell you, having to do that show was so, so gratifying. Um, I am now, I am now, as I said, I'm in this space of what will my new flow be? I don't really know. Um, we have one life and I'm, I'm going to, I'm here for the ride. And you know what? And you don't need to figure it out right now. Mm -hmm. You just have, yeah. yeah, just, just, you know, go with the flow and sit in your vulnerability, in your flux and enjoy the moment. I think some of us, we tend to want to speed things along. It's like, okay, well, you know, it's been two months now and I need to get moving on whatever it is that I'm, I'm doing but maybe the timing isn't right. And I think you will know when the right moment comes along for you to take whatever steps you need to do in terms of your business. I mean, I know you said you're working on your website right now and, and you know, really putting together the plan on where uh, Dubai Media is going to be going. 
But the fun part is that you get to, you're in charge of your vision. You're in charge of your, your journey of your, your, your wonderful entrepreneurial spirit of your business of everything. Like you're in charge. You get to lead the direction. You get to move it along at the pace that works best for you and not for anybody else. It's for you. And, and just have fun with it because you've had 20 years of yes, passion, enjoyment. You loved your job. You love writing and storytelling and being on the news. And, you know, like you say, it was your dream job. And that is wonderful. But now you get to relax. And I mean, not totally because, you know, you, <laughs> you have things to do and, and, uh, at some, at some point, I'm going to have to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're on, a, you're on a mission. You're on a mission to mm-hmm. make life a little bit more enjoyable, not just for you, but also for your family, because you've got two young children. And, you know, when, and, you know, I'm sure that, you know, you want to do more things with your family and, and friends too, you know, and going out for coffee and, you know, having lunch and, just doing fun things and not having to worry about anything other than this is what I'm doing now. And so my advice to you, if it can be advice or my suggestion or my thoughts, I need it all right now. <laughs> is just have fun. Just enjoy the moment because Life is short, you know, and, and you mentioned that yourself. We only have one life and life is short. So make the most of your opportunities and and just enjoy the ride because, you know, life is going to get tough again. We don't know what's around the corner. All we know is what we have right now. And and to, to reference another author, if, if you like Brene Brown, I've also um, read some Deepak Chopra and he is a big believer in we are we are meant to have fun we are truly here to just give love receive love and have fun and um, not take ourselves so seriously and yes thank you for 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 sharing um that piece of advice with me because i am i am definitely i'm opening myself up into a space where i can welcome in a little more lightness and and love and joy and fun and have energy to receive it and to share it um and yeah you're right i'm gonna see i'm gonna see where this takes me i have i have a vision of how i want to feel and then uh, you know apparently we're supposed to not even worry about the how we get there we're supposed to just keep our eye on on the prize and um yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm betting on my, on myself. It's, it has served me well in the past. And, and, and by that, I just mean when I've allowed myself the room to take a chance, uh, really listen to what my gut is trying to tell me and, and where it's, where it's guiding me. I've, you know, we always make it work, right? We, it's all going to work out. This is what I'm telling myself as I'm, sitting here with no clients and still trying to launch this website but 
yes, I'm going to allow myself um, the chance to just have a little bit of peace with, with everything. Because coming back to my tip earlier, how does it serve me to sit in stress and, and anxiety and, and worry? That, that will not serve me on this journey. Uh, but I will have more creativity and continue to find my, my flow and my, you know, that zone of genius, um, feeling lighthearted and, and helping and sharing and um, just having some fun. That will serve me more. Yes, that will definitely serve you more. And I think that you're already ahead of the game because you have articulated what your why is. And because you know what your why is, that is your guiding light. That is that is that purpose that's going to keep keep you moving in the direction that you want to go in. Because so many of us, we know what we do and we know how we do it, but do we really know why we do anything? And it's that why that keeps us going. It's that why that when things get tough and it's going to be a struggle because life life isn't easy all the time. But if we know what our purpose is, we have that guiding light that is moving us in the right direction. That is what's going to keep us going. And the fact that you, you know what your why is uh, means that you're already winning at this game. Oh, you said that so beautifully. You know, and if anyone is questioning, like, okay, what's my why? <laughs> Follow your curiosity. It's that simple. You, you already know. You already know. I mean, just because you might not be able to articulate it just yet, it's in, it's in you. Your curiosities have never, ever let us wrong. I mean, the sure of curiosity kills the cat. There's that whole saying. But I feel like that's that saying is all about, you know, snuffing out our creativity. You know, really, where does that saying come from? We're, so, we're, we're curious by nature. Children are curious by nature. Somewhere along the line, we get put into our to-do lists and our tasks and we forget. We forget that we're, we're meant to be curious. Um, I could go on and on and on, Jenny. I love, I love this topic. I, I truly do. I'm all about that inner guidance system and honing into that. And again, if you don't know your, your who, what, why, when, or where, my, my simple tip is what are you into? What are you curious about? And somewhere your skill set and your you know, life experience will marry with your curiosities. And surrender timelines, don't force divine timing is real i can assure you on that it's meant to come when it's meant to come again just keep following that curiosity one foot in front of the other and that's what i'm telling myself today well i think that you are going to do wonders because you are so passionate about the direction that you're going in and i see such a comfort and confidence in you. I mean, that's not to say because when I, whenever I've seen you on TV and even in person, you always present yourself as very confident, very professional and comfortable. But I see a whole different Nicole right now. I feel that there's, there's this softening in you that you are leaning into who you are. And I think it's it's absolutely wonderful to see, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see where Dubai Media goes. Oh, thank you! You're gonna make me cry. 
I feel that way. Thank Aww. you. That, oh, I received that. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you so much, Nicole, for being on and, and sharing your story and, and hearing all about your experience in journalism and, you know, working at CTV. And then of course your why and, and your vision for moving in the direction of media training and media relations, because that is so important. And I think all of us can benefit from your skills, your passion, your guidance, and helping us become better speakers, more comfortable, more confident, in some ways, better versions of ourselves. So thank you so much. This has been my absolute pleasure. Anytime, anything for you, Jenny, anytime. So until next time, think about how you want to present yourself to the world. What is your story? What is your voice? How do you want to connect with the audience, connect with the world? And if you want some guidance, please reach out to Nicole at Dubai Media. She will help you with media training, media relations, help you with your presentation skills, help you to become a better communicator, and to really know yourself. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.